Monday Bible study. It's the day after Christmas, December the 26th of 2022. This year is drawing to a close, and I'm so very thankful for all of God's great blessings that I enjoyed over the past year. God has been so good to me. Uh, a few weeks ago, I started the uh, process and have made a commitment to let me turn my volume down. Made a commitment to uh, providing, offering Bible study every Monday night uh, for a few that were unable to come to our midweek service. And uh, a lot of what I will teach will be in response to questions they may have or questions I receive from those that may watch this video. So I encourage you to uh, share the video and uh, uh, send me questions as they may arise. <clears throat> I am going to, to tonight explore a very common uh, idea that I think is very important for us to have a good, uh, good understanding in the realm of living for God. And it is the concept of faith. Faith may be one of the most discussed uh, topics in all of Christianity. Uh, we see that it was a, a point of debate even in the times when the Bible was being written. And... Uh, uh, I believe that there is a balance in a proper understanding of faith. And so tonight, I, I want to, uh, those of you that really love the Lord and really desire to, to be saved and to help other people, I believe it is very important for you to have a proper understanding of faith. And with that proper understanding of faith, you will you'll live and honor God and more rightly reflect uh, God's will, God's message, God's grace, God's love to others. There is a common believed uh, mantra in Christianity, and it's a two-word mantra, faith alone. We're saved by faith alone. And I, I have no doubt almost anyone and everyone watching this will have heard this statement. We are saved by faith alone. And I want to, to, to make it clear in your mind, you can't be saved without faith. Faith is the, the manner in which we are able to experience everything that God has for us. The scripture says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And so it's important. Faith is of, of prime importance. Uh, and I, I think that this is the point of the, per, the, the title of the lesson, Faith Everything. It's not simply a, a discussion of faith alone in that you believe in Jesus Christ, but it's faith everything. Everything we do in pursuit of God and His kingdom, His will and ultimate salvation is wrapped up in the, the virtue, in the, the us exercising our faith. And it is within that realm of 
discussion, I hope to answer questions you may have about faith and how important it is for you to live every day with your faith engaged. Do everything you do with your faith engaged. Faith is not something that is on when we wake up in the morning. Uh, the scripture talks about the carnal mind. Uh, the carnal mind is enmity with God, that with my mind, I cannot please God. But, but the spirit mind, the mind of the spirit, when we are led by the spirit, filled with the spirit, walking in the spirit, hearing what the spirit says, it is in this realm of faith, the kingdom of God is able to be perpetuated, to be uh, the, the energy, the spirit, the realm, uh, where we go, we can affect the atmosphere if we are walking and thinking and existing with a consciousness of our faith in Jesus Christ. And so it is within that, that, that idea tonight, I, I want to talk to you about faith, not faith alone, but faith everything. I remember uh, a number of years ago, I was pastoring. I had a young um, man that was going to seminary would come by and wash our windows, and I would have him wash our windows just to kind of be a blessing to the young man. He was a great personality, a hard work ethic. He was hustling, trying to pay his way through school, and, and I love that uh, in, in a young person, to see someone that has a goal, working towards a goal, willing to do whatever it takes to make that goal happen, and willing to work. I think that's a that's a that's a trait I believe the Lord loves, and I just I, if I can help somebody that's willing to that's out there trying to make it happen, I'm going to do what I can to be, participate in the miracle that they are making happen by by the sweat of their brow. And uh, I was I was I was talking to him. He's washing windows, and I like to talk to people about the Word of God. And I asked him. I said, you know, uh, you have any work papers, things like that? I said, yeah, I'm actually writing a paper right now. On uh, on the concept of faith alone, and uh, you know, I've been studying and reading the Bible for a while, and I've I've had a few discussions in the, in the area of faith. And I said to him, I said, you know, faith alone, uh, you cannot find those two words together in one scripture. And I said it boldly. I said, you know, it's just not in there. I said, let me prove it to you. And so I pulled out my phone. And I pulled up my Bible app, much like I will right now. I started it. I hit the search button. And I typed in faith alone. And I'll be honest, I was a little embarrassed because there is, I don't know if I can get it to where you can see it. There it is. There is one scripture. There's one scripture that has those two words in it. But the, 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 the way those two words are used are in direct contradiction to everyone that says we're saved by faith alone. It's James chapter 2 and verse 17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. So the only verse in the Bible that has these two words, faith alone, in them together is stating you're not saved by faith alone. And that just... To me, that made my, my, my point even stronger. 
And I know I wasn't the first person to find that, but for me, I never heard it. No one ever told it to me, but I found it for myself. And me and that young man shared that moment of clarity that the scripture declares we are not saved by faith alone. And I, I, I bring to you today the, the understanding that it's faith everything. Uh, it, it, everything in the kingdom is, is powered by the fuel of faith. I've heard people say faith is the currency of the kingdom. And I believe it is important for us to understand all of us start at the same place. The Bible says God has given to every man the measure of faith. We're all given the base requirement to experience salvation, and that is faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's what the Bible says. You can't please God. You can't be saved without faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. That's the first dimension of faith, which requires the catalyst of the second dimension. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you need to believe in God and you need to have the diligence to seek him. And it is the, the pairing of these two qualities that make faith. Believe in God and understand he rewards those that diligently seek him. If you only believe in God and you're not diligently seeking him, you can't please him because faith is, is, is the marrying together of our, our, our understanding and us acting upon what we know. And, and that's, that's why you read about Jesus. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. There is this quality within the realm of the spirit to those that believe. You don't just hear it, but you act upon it. And so a lot of times the reason why there is such a, a breakdown and understanding of what faith is, is because there's, there is a false teaching out there that simply believing, only believing at one time in your life, if you believe at any point you are saved by faith alone and at that miraculous moment of saving faith, you're saved, and it doesn't matter what you do for the rest of your life. Now, we know the Bible doesn't back that up, but it's so ingrained in much of, uh, of people's, what they've been taught, that ultimately what they've been taught is to doubt the Word of God. Uh, I believe, so it doesn't what matter what the rest of the Bible says. In John chapter 3, the scripture declares, Jesus uh, tells uh, Nicodemus, Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. Jesus says that it's in John chapter 3. Uh, verse 16, he says, uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. So you have 3, 16, 3, 5, and 8. So do we, does John 3, 16 make John 3, 5 through 8 not true? Of course not. They're both true. You need to believe. You need to be born again of the water and the spirit. In fact, everything that Jesus commanded in the New Testament and by extension, his apostles, these are things that we are given as a personal commission, as a personal mandate 
to seek God, to seek righteousness, to pursue his will, to, to, to be obedient, to be humble, to be submitted, to be holy, to love one another, to forgive one another. There's all these things the scripture says. And, and the, the, the disconnect is people say, well, there's nothing you can do to be unsaved if you've ever believed. I mean, you're once saved, always saved. But the scripture doesn't teach that. It's you, you don't, you're not saved in a moment, and it doesn't matter what you do for the rest of your life. The scripture doesn't teach that. One could only need to read and study the epistles, the, the parables of Jesus to understand that just because you've been given a talent doesn't mean that you are not required to be faithful with the talent. Uh, just because you ha have been invited to the marriage and you have been pure and holy doesn't mean you get to go if you don't have oil in your life. Jesus's parables make it abundantly clear we have are expected to be diligent in our faith. And so it's not faith alone, but faith everything. Whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. In, in Acts chapter 3, uh, uh, it's, it's the day of Pentecost has happened. Uh, for, for some of us, me, myself, I love Acts chapter two. It's the birth of the church. I believe that, that one of the big, uh, purchases, purposes that Jesus brought was what happened in Acts chapter two. He filled the believers with the baptism of the Holy spirit. John, the Baptist prophesied, he that cometh after me, whose shoes I'm unworthy to unleash unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus said, you'll receive power after you receive the Holy Ghost. So the preaching of Isaiah, the preaching of, of Joel, the preaching of John the Baptist, even the preaching of Jesus finds fulfillment in Acts chapter 2. Beautiful, miraculous, 3,000 added to the church. The message of how the first believers got saved is found in Acts chapter 2. Some of you may not know the answer. How were the first believers saved in the New Testament church? A lot of people don't know that answer. You can find it in Acts chapter 2. You won't have to read very hard. Just read it once. You'll find it. Get about verse 36. That is the, the, those that are convicted that realize they had crucified Jesus, who was Jehovah and Messiah. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? What Peter says in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39, uh, uh, and 40, that is the message that was given and replicated all throughout the book of Acts and in the epistles explains the benefits, the powers, the promises, the responsibilities, the glorious promise that Peter preached in Acts chapter 2. Well, Acts chapter 3, they got the Holy Ghost. And then Acts uh, 3, it says, then Peter and John uh, they were going to the, the temple at the hour of prayer. There's a man there uh, he, he's a beggar, he's lame, and he calls upon them. And uh, Peter uh, looks at him, this man looking at him saying, ah, they're about to give me what I need to buy lunch. And then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Peter didn't have money. You ever had somebody ask you for money to have money? He, he said, I don't have money, but I do have something you need. <laughs> there, was a, there was a spirit of faith. The man just received the Holy Ghost. He just saw 
thousands of people filled with the spirit. And he looks at this lame man. They probably have passed a thousand times before. But on that day, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he was not deterred because he didn't have funds. He he, he was bold because he had faith. And he reached down and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. He took him by the hand, uh, by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, the lame man, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. True praise God. Yes. How'd that happen? Faith. Faith in the name of Jesus. Something powerful happened, not just because Peter believed when Jesus called him, not just because Peter believed when, she, when, when he saw uh, Jesus feed the multitudes, not just because Peter believed when he walked on water, not just because Peter had received the baptism in the second chapter, but on this day, faith motivated him and something miraculous happened. And what I'm saying to you is when you have received the Holy Spirit baptism, there is abiding within you a dynamic, powerful, spiritual faith that if you will recognize, hey, I've got something everybody needs, and you engage your faith, you faith everything, God still does these type of miracles today. And uh, these are available to us. Walking and leaping and praising God. I, I, I just love to see that picture in my mind. This, this beautiful illustration of what was about to happen at the birth of the church. Miracles, signs, and wonders. God was going to be doing these things. And I believe the Lord is still doing those same type of miracles today. Uh, they may not happen every time we pray for someone but I can guarantee you they do happen. I've seen it happen. I know hundreds. And, and if I know a thousand people, people that walk in faith, you will see people healed. You will see miracles if you will operate in the dimension of faith every day. You will see God do miracles through your faith in, in making yourself available to those you come in contact with. And so uh, Paul, uh, Peter and John, he made the statement in his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. When those critics said, how in the world have you done this miracle? He says, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man has been healed. Through faith. Faith is the way we get to where we're going. Faith is the, 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 the energy that takes us there. Faith is the vision that helps us see what is possible. And so when you are, are desiring to grow in faith, just realize I got to turn my faith on every morning. I've got to engage my faith when something hard or something difficult comes knocking on my door I am going to believe God. He is going to help us. He's going to heal us. He's going to give me strength. He is going to see us through this because I'm going through this by faith in everything, in God, in his will. I trust him. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Uh, this is a, a one of my favorite scriptures. I love it. 
uh, Ephesians 2, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is true, there is nothing that I can do to uh, make myself individually worthy because I'm smart, because I'm strong, because I'm rich, because I'm individually pure. I'm saved by his grace. <laughs> Thank God for grace. Grace is a beautiful thing. Grace is how any of us are saved. But there are many people who have experienced grace that won't be saved. And the difference between the saved and the unsaved is not the availability of grace, but our response to grace, what we do when grace comes. Scripture says, for... Uh, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. That's what the Bible says. Grace of God has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So if you see people not living sober, not living godly, uh, living, lying, talking, walking, dressing, going all the places demons are. It's not that grace hasn't spoken. They're not learning the lessons. They're not, they're not pursuing the test. They are not walking in the knowledge of the Lord. And so they may have had faith when they were five, but they are in spiritual uh, adultery, if you will. They are walking in sin and not honoring the Lord that saved them. And so those things, uh, you're not walking in faith and you're not benefiting in faith. And so we cannot save ourselves alone, but through faith in walking in the presence of the Lord, we are able to live a life that is overcoming sin. You know, probably one of the most common mantras that I've heard come out of people that call themselves Christians is, oh, well, no one's perfect. We're all going to sin every day. Hmm. Can you find that in the Bible? Uh, no doubt there is a law of sin. There is a carnal nature in me. But Romans 7, many of you've heard, when I would do good, evil is present with me. When I want to do good, I do evil. When I, uh, uh, All these things. Romans 7, it, it, it lays out the depravity the, the bankruptcy of the human nature. And a lot of people live in Romans 7. But Romans 7 is not a truth unto itself. It is an explanation to give a contrast and understanding of what Romans 8 says. Romans 8 is the answer to Romans 7. And a lot of people have been lied to to say, well, you're never going to be perfect. You're always going to mess up. You might as well just, you know, don't worry about it. You, you profess faith at seven. Don't worry about it. And a lot of people live that way because they, they are believing an untruth. Romans 8 says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit for the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Faith gives us the power through the spirit of God 
to live in a way where condemnation is not a part of our life. Now, that doesn't mean that we never make mistakes, but when we do make mistakes, we're quick to say, oh, I shouldn't have thought that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I, I shouldn't have planned that. I shouldn't have, you know, all those things we shouldn't have. And we, we recognize that and say, oh, God, forgive me, Lord. Help me tomorrow not to fall for the same trick I fell for today, Lord. I want to be led by the Spirit. And you get up the next day and say, by the grace of God, there will be no condemnation in my life because I am not going to walk after the flesh, but I'm going to walk after the Spirit. Study Romans 8. Romans 8 tells you the promise if you will turn your faith on. Click your faith on every day when you wake up. Turn it on. If you'll turn it on, engage your faith, it is possible to live a life that is not dominated by your lust, by your desires, by your bad mood, by your uh, bad attitude, all these things that have sabotaged you in the past. If you will decide, I want to repent of my sins, I want to I, I want to be born again, I want to be filled with the Spirit, I want to live a life above sin, God's grace is powerful enough that you would live a holy witness to the world. <coughs> Can I get a witness? Somebody say amen. Faith everything. It's not faith alone. It's faith everything. <coughs> when you cut in the grass. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. I got a lawnmower. When somebody cuts the grass for you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord, I had somebody to cut the grass for me. When you go to work, Lord, thank you for the job. Lord, I want to be a witness for you today. Lord God, you see this hard-headed boss I've got? Oh, Jesus, bless him, Lord. If, you, if you're a boss and you got some hard-headed employees, oh, God, help me to help these employees. Help me to be a witness to them. And you, you operate in faith everywhere, everyone, everything. You purposely, with intent, decide, I'm going to walk in faith. When you go to school, I don't know if that's clear to you. you go to school, walk in faith. If you're a student, going to college, going to uh, uh, elementary, who, whatever age you may be, do it in faith. When you pray, do it in faith. When you give of your tithe and your offering, when you feel led to bless someone, you feel led to help someone that's having a, in, a, in a bad financial situation, do everything. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want you to be glorified. I want you to use me. I want you to help me to be a blessing. And in that pursuit, faith everything. <laughs> if, if you haven't been living that way, you'll learn that's, that's how you see God work is when you operate, you live, you breathe, you move, and you realize everywhere I go, everything I do, every person I meet, Lord God, I am moving and breathing and having my, God is all around me. God is inside of me. God has sanctified my mind. God has given me a mouth and, a, and give, can give me words and give me wisdom. You can make a difference. You can change the atmosphere where you work, where you live, where you go. Because the, 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 the spirit that God has given us when we have been born again is a spirit that not only helps you see the world in a different way, but it helps you see the world to see you in a different way. Now, I will forewarn you that sometimes when you try to do right, 
the Bible's full of people being persecuted because they wanted to please God. Oftentimes, pleasing God means that everybody's going to be mad at you. Jesus said, uh, they hated me. They're going to hate you. Uh, we shouldn't use that as a reason or excuse to be hateful. Just like Jesus hanging on the cross. He looked down at those that had betrayed him, those that had beaten him, those who nailed those nails through his hand. What did he say? Father, forgive them for they know not what we do, what they do. We've all been there. We've all been on the side of persecuting Jesus by how we've treated Christians. We've treated people that were trying to do the right thing and we were mad at them for doing the right thing. We've all been on the persecuting side because when you persecute a believer, when a when when a when an unbeliever persecutes you, it's not you. They're persecuting Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, there are people that believe they're saved and they're actually tools of the devil. And at every opportunity, they will attack, they will chew, they will bite, they will lie, they will connive. And they'll say they're believers, but really they're just a tool of the devil fighting against those that truly love the Lord. You see it all through the Bible. Look at Cain and Abel. One really loved the Lord and gave God his best. And one who said he loved the Lord ended up killing his brother. They both offered sacrifice. They both talked to the same God. One was a killer and the other one was the killed. Uh, it's, it's the enmity between the flesh, lean person, and the spiritual person. And we need to be sure. You say you have faith. Well, how do you treat everybody? Uh, that might be a clue to you that that seven-year-old confession might not have been what somebody told you it was. And if it was something, you need to feed the flame. You need to pursue the faith. You need to pursue being saved today, not just 10 years ago, 30 years ago. Faith, everything. Philippians 3 and 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Jesus Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. What does that mean? You know, a lot of times, in fact, what we read in Ephesians and here as well, uh, they read this with an ignorance of what the, the conflict was in the early church. The early church up until Acts 10 was a Jewish church exclusively. In Acts 8, it was Samaritans, which were, uh, they, they considered themselves Jews, but they didn't worship the same way. They're basically half-breeds. Jews married Assyrians, and uh, they were kind of a half-breed of sort. And uh, But the, they, they had a similar view of God and the way they dealt with things, mostly Jewish. And, and all of the disciples were Jews. Jesus was a Jew. For any of you that are anti-Semites, uh, you can't be a Christian and hate Jews because <laughs> then you'd be hating Jesus as a man. He was the seed of Abraham. So uh, if, if you love Jesus, you, you need to do like Jesus and love everybody. Doesn't matter who, where they're from, doesn't matter what they look like. If you love Jesus, you're going to love everybody. You may not approve of them, but you, may, you must love, pray for them. Lord, I want to see their soul saved. But there is the breakdown in the fact that a lot of people, Jews who had been born again and were Christians, they were trying to make the Gentiles 
who had become Christians to become Jews. They were demanded them to uh, be circumcised. If you don't know what that is, you can go look that up in your dictionary. Imagine you being a 35-year-old man being saved as a Christian and them telling you you need to be circumcised. There's a lot of controversy. They were trying to tell them how to eat certain meats and keep the Sabbath, and they were really trying to bring the whole law and put it on top of the gospel. And Paul, when he's writing about not the works of the law, he's not talking about obedience. He's talking about the law. In the Old Testament law, you had to sacrifice an animal for your sins. You had to, to bring various offerings for your sins. All the sin issues around the ceremonial law, it was about the sin issue. When Jesus came and shed his blood, the sin issue was finished. So there's no more need for sacrifice. And so Paul, because of the revelation Jesus gave him, uh, even the apostles did not fully understand that except through the revelations of Paul. And Paul helped them understand, hey, when you've been born again, you're no longer bound by the law, the ceremonial law. That has been fulfilled. It did, it did what it was supposed to do until what needed to be done. Jesus came and died once and for all, for all sins, for all mankind. And so at that point, we are, we are benefited from the blood, from the sacrifice of Jesus for our sins by faith. By faith. My faith in Jesus Christ brings me to a place of atonement with him. And that faith that I have in Jesus Christ will lead me to obey the gospel. If you believe in Jesus, you, are, you will obey the gospel. Was the, what did I quote to you earlier? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For any man that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So faith, that, that mental, heart, knowledge, belief, that, that concept of accepting Jesus, it is so important, but it must be married with my physical uh, obedience. And that brings those together. That's why Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Uh, that there, there is this, this, this marrying between the, 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 the mental and the heart and the confession. And it meets together with our obedience. So faith, it engages that part of our body so if, if the Bible says you need to go to church, you believe, but I'm going to go to church as well. The Bible says that, that you, need, you, you believe, but you need to forgive those that do you wrong. You believe, but you need to pray. You, you believe everything that you do. It is the, the power is in the faith that we have in God, and it connects us to a spiritual dynamic, but it's it, it, the only way it really has completion is there's a connection in our action. There is an activation in our obedience. And so when the Jews in Acts chapter 2, they said, the Bible says, Peter said to them, that same Jesus who you crucified, God hath made him both Lord and Christ. What happened? <laughs> Brother, what shall we do? And, and so they had faith. Hey, I believe that Jesus is the Messiah and Jehovah. What do I need to do now? 
What did Peter say? Repent. Turn from your sin. Recognize you. You are nothing without God. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So there is this profession, there is this, this mental assent, that there is this accepting in our mind, this is true. That's faith, that is real. He, any man that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so it's faith, everything. I believe when I pray, I believe when I get baptized that my sins are forgiven through the name of Jesus. I believe that when when I have repented, I've been baptized, the Lord is going to fill me with the Holy Ghost. Faith and diligent obedience. That's what makes the power of God's word be activated in our life. And so it's faith, everything. Not just uh, not just what you say, not just what you heard, not what you, you just believe in your heart, but faith, everything. Baptism is incredibly important. Oh, yes, important. Faith will lead you to be obedient. He, Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized. So it's faith and. <laughs> he that believeth and is baptized. I would go further and say, he that believeth and forgives others. He that believeth and uh, 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 helps those that are struggling. It, it, it's everything. Everything we do, it's, it's our pursuit of pleasing God. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. For anyone that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith, he that believeth and is baptized. It's everything. Baptism is necessary. You know, I, 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 I saw this on Twitter and had a discussion with someone and they were talking about how, how baptism is is important. And I'm like, you know, Jesus himself said, I must be baptized that I might fulfill all righteousness. If Jesus said I, he had to be baptized, <laughs> Jesus had to be baptized. He said he had to be baptized. He insisted John the Baptist baptize him. Who are these, I'm sorry, foolish people to at some point said baptism isn't important. We know that Jesus himself insisted that he be baptized. And when he was baptized, something spiritual and supernatural happened. It was not just a public profession of an inward work. It was, a, it was a, a acting upon what was necessary. And when he did what was necessary, the Bible says that the Spirit of God descended on him. And there was a heavenly voice that spoke out from heaven and confirmed that he was the son of God. It's a pattern. I, I propose to you that what happened when Jesus uh, was baptized and the spirit descending, that is a picture of John 3 that, that is born again of the water and of the spirit. It is perfectly patterned to what Jesus said. And you see that same pattern uh, repeated over and over again in the book of Acts when Jesus is disciples whom he sent preached the gospel he gave them to preach and it wasn't just believe you got to get baptized here's water right now let's get baptized 
You got to have the Holy Ghost. Oh, you've been baptized. You got joy. You got healing. We got to be sure you get the Holy Ghost. Uh, even Paul himself, when he went to the, uh, Ephesus, he found believers and they hadn't been baptized in Jesus. And he rebaptized them and laid hands on them that they would receive the Holy Ghost. That there's a whole package. And so it's not just faith alone. It's faith. It's faith everything. What's Colossians say? This is Paul buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. When you truly believe and you obey the word, there is something powerful that happens. Believing in baptism and obeying that, that is, there's a miracle that happens. Just like a miracle happened when Jesus was, was baptized. There was the baptism of the spirit. There was a voice from heaven, a heavenly voice. Those same things happen today. Faith, everything. When you read your Bible, when you, when you, when you open it up, it is a supernatural book. I have in my hands right here a Bible that my dad gave me when I was, uh, let's see how old I was. Do I have it here? Well, that it says, it doesn't say. I think I was presented 83, 83, 40 years ago and on March the 9th, 40 years ago. This Bible, I have read it. I've carried it. It's been with me for 40 years. And there's power. The Bible tells us it's alive. And if you have ever uh, read or studied the Word of God, you know this thing is alive. It talks today. It has meaning today. And uh, Paul recognizes this in Timothy, that, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. There, there is a combination of faith and the knowledge of the word of God. And the challenge is a lot of people have faith in Jesus, but have no knowledge of what, of Jesus. They don't know anything about this, but what somebody told them. And sadly, a lot of things that people believe about the Bible and believe about God, um, it's not in here. It's not in here. So what you know is not in here. What does that mean? I don't know. I think you should take it serious. You should probably go buy yourself a Bible. <laughs> you might, might, maybe you should read it. Uh, best, best modern technology today is a Bible app. You can get on your phone and listen to it in your downtime, in your drive time, uh, while you're walking around the block, while you don't have anything to do. You're sitting in the doctor's office. Begin to read the Bible. It'll change your life. Change your life. It's miraculous. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Faith. Faith is how we understand. Through faith we understand. There's a lot of things in this world you'll never understand until you are a believer, a devout, a fervent believer in the word of God. And when you read it, you study it, you'll be able to see through the lens of the word of God, everything begins to make sense. <laughs> you look at the headlines, 
And you're like, oh, that's Romans chapter one. You're reading the headlines like, ooh, that looks like Revelations chapter six. You go through a hard time and you think, hmm, this reminds me of the book of Job. The word of God, <laughs> living, reading, breathing, eating, making the word of God a part of your life, they can make you wise uh, and they help you understand the things uh, concerning the world around you. Faith, everything. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen. I'm coming to a close. Spend a few minutes. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11. This is actually, it says Hebrews 12. It's actually Hebrews 11. Hebrews chapter 11. If you haven't read it, in context of this conversation, everything happens by faith. Enoch, by faith. Abraham, by faith. Noah, by faith. Everything you read about in the Old Testament, those who, who were a part of God's plan, a part of God's kingdom, they did it by faith. And you can learn when you read the Bible, read Hebrews 11, you can know that if they can live for God, they can be true to God. They did it by faith. Faith was the way they were saved in the Old Testament as well. When they did what they were required to do by the law, it worked for them because they did it in faith, obedient faith. If they didn't believe it, they didn't do it. It's the same way today. There are believers that don't do things the scripture says because they don't believe it. They say, I'm a believer, but they don't believe the word of God. But when we let faith motivate us, so I have reached the end uh, this year in our church. Uh, I, I love the, the place God has planted me. I love the people that God has uh, allowed me to walk this journey of faith together. And uh, if you're in the Jackson area and you need a church, you need a pastor, you want to learn more about the word of God, I invite you to come to Spring Ridge. Uh, wonderful group of people, wonderful place to worship. Wonderful place to be faithful to. And I invite you to come worship with us at Spring Ridge. This year, uh, one of the things I've, that are our focus is we're people of the book. And uh, we want to be people of the book. And we have a reading plan. If you want this reading plan, I'll send it to you. Uh, if you come to church uh, tomorrow night or uh, not tomorrow night, Wednesday night at 730, Sunday, Sunday school's at 10. Uh, worships at 1045. If you really want to get the full meal deal, you need to come Come at 930. There's prayer, there's donuts, there's coffee, Sunday school 10, worship at 1045. We usually get out around noon. You, you, you will not regret it. The more that you take time to bring the word of God, the spirit of God, and God's plan into your life, you get more out of it. If you put more in, you get more out. So I encourage you, just if you want this year to be a better year, make plans to make church a, a priority, to make prayer a priority, to make the reading of the word of God a priority. And you will be glad. Bring your kids, bring your mama, bring your daddy, bring your children, bring everybody because everybody needs more Jesus. And look at what is happening. 
the book of Revelation really is uh, playing out before our eyes. I don't know when the Lord's coming, but I can tell you there's a whole lot of stuff that's in the Bible we see happening in the headlines right now. So better get right, better get ready because Jesus is coming soon. So uh, join us at Spring Ridge. We're on the corner of Highway 18, Spring Ridge Road, 3453. And we'd love to have you join us. If you have a question about this Bible study or if there's some questions you'd like me to cover in a future Bible study, I encourage you to send me an email, pastor at springridgechurch.com. I think it should be in the, the details underneath this video. And uh, next Monday, we'll be back at six o'clock and we are going to start a uh, through the Bible, an overview uh, starting in the book of Genesis. And we will conclude in the book of Revelations in 12 weeks. We will finish uh, a general overview of the scripture. Uh, encourage you to make plans. Join us then. God bless you. And I hope that you have a blessed and wonderful last few days of this year and that the Lord would give you the strength, the wisdom, and the determination to be the, uh, the best that you've ever been in your faith. Faithful to church, faithful to worship, faithful to pray, faithful to the word, faithful in evangelism, that in the coming year, by the help and grace of God, I want to see God's kingdom come to pass in my world. That's his will. That's my desire. How about you? Amen. God bless you.